wsradio.com. Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, hello and welcome. As always, we're delighted to have you join us. I've got a great show, got all kinds of exciting things. This is Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier. And today we're going to be talking about all kinds of cool stuff like a, uh, a robot with Elon Musk, a flying taxis, and Google message reaction, something Marsha and I have been talking about for a while, Google versus uh, iPhone messaging. Google uh, versus you? everybody. Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, I just took my booster seat off because I... Oh. Just to, so our listeners know, we're trying a new software this week for our show. We're really excited about it, but it's new. So bear with us. I'm off my booster seat and closer to the microphone, so everything should be okay. And for the first time since doing our show in a long time, I can actually see Marcia. She can see me. God, you're really short, aren't you? I told you I had a booster <laughs> seat on the chair. <laughs> no, I keep my computer really high because, remember, we studied... Uh, ergonomics. Yeah, for sure. And you want your monitor to be inside of your eyes. You shouldn't be looking down at it. So Absolutely. So I might it's and it's a big freaking monitor and the camera's all the way up there. So yeah. Very so, cool. All right, so our first story, I you know Well, this was a big week in tech. I mean, well, a was. whole lot of brands rolled out stuff. So I mean, that <laughs> Well, I was going to say, you know, we've talked about AI and robots and all kinds of things. And, you know, the robot they show is creepy looking if you think there are robots that are creepy. I mean, to, let's talk about this. Is this something you want in your house? You want a uh, humanoid robot walking around your house? Well, well, that that would be a no. But let's talk about what it was. Right. So uh, every year, uh, Tesla has an AI day, mm-hmm. which is basically there to get new employees you know to tease and say this stuff and he's going to have a flood of employees and he did when when i watched it towards the end he said you know everybody apply for a job we want to have you here working with us blah 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 Mm -hmm. and during the presentation uh there was a tesla bot or optimus and it wasn't that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I mean, a little creepy. I it, mean, it's a little creepy, and it did it. Uh, it walked. <laughs> okay. Um, Elon said, we're going to talk about the advancements in AI for full self-driving, as well as how they apply more generally to the real world. Um, AI problems like a humanoid robot. And then... Optimus comes out. Now, notice he didn't call it Optimus Prime because that's probably a copyright infringement somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, you bet. (laughs) But um, he previously co-founded and later quit an artificial intelligence venture venture called OpenAI, if you remember that. That was in 2015. Mm -hmm. And they claimed it had trained neural networks to enable a robot hand. Um resembling a human hand that could solve a Rubik's Cube puzzle. And, uh, okay, Elon comes up with all the ideas. I mean, if if he was working for you, he's the kind of person that you'd set free, give him a budget and say, go do something. Right? I mean, so he introduced Optimus, 
And have you looked at the videos? Did you see how creepy it is? You know, I haven't looked at the video yet. I will because I want to see it. But, I mean, I guess my problem is I've seen so many movies where the android robot kills the owner. Right. You know, it just makes you a little weary. What can they actually do? And uh, as we know, these self-driving cars have had plenty of crashes. You know, does it by accident a robot come up and strangle you? (laughs) I'm laughing. You can't hear me. But, you know, um, it was interesting. um, But I totally agree with you. You know, the first thing I said inside my head was, I have seen too many movies where this is a problem. Even in the Orville. Remember the the robots? Oh, my God. And there was some blue eyed robots. There was some English show, too, that where the androids took over. And because the whole thing about AI is whether it's become sentient or not, mm-hmm. I believe that it can. You know, I've, there are a lot of people who believe the same. You know, I'm not saying they're great minds or, or whoever they are, but I mean, right. I think Bill Gates had warned against A lot of people had warned against it. And I'm looking at this piece of equipment that I think if it even sat on you would kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't want this in my house. It but he's predicting that it could hit a price of probably less than twenty thousand dollars. Which is, you know, I think you should have one in your office. You oh, know, to definitely. bring you coffee and stuff. Definitely. I want the <laughs> Terminator in my office in case somebody comes in and they annoy me. Well, this looks just like the Terminator. Um, They've obviously done a lot of work. Uh, They brought out another prototype showing a very close-to-production version of Optimus Mm -hmm. with the body fully assembled but not fully functional. So it was held up on a stand and waved to the audience. Hey, look, it looked better. It wasn't as scary. He claimed that this unit, that was walked out and eventually rolled off by a team of people. Right. Uh, still contains all the actuators, barrier, battery pack, and everything else, but it wasn't quite ready to walk. So this is right in there. It contains a 2.3 uh, kilowatt hour battery pack, which isn't that big. Runs on a Tesla SOC system on a chip. Has Wi-Fi and LTE connectivity. So I don't know. Mark, well, he did in? say it was interesting. He said he admitted that developing a humanoid robot was not precisely in line with Tesla's mission of accelerating the world's transmission to sustainable injury, but he did say it makes the future awesome, which I think is funny. Yeah, so, I think it's yeah. creepy. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I guess we'll see. I, uh, At I least mean, it was have, better than the poor pigs. Well, you had more than most. You have your robot dog, so... You got tired of using your robot dog. Yeah, we're just about to spark her up again. By the way, the deal on the Sony Ibo dog that we have. So after three years, its cloud connection shuts off. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, And it's $300 to renew it for a year. <laughs> wow. Now that's that's a lot of money, A, for a year. I mean, it's $300 for five years, maybe. And what but, does the cloud connection do? To, what, what does that oh, work? They download new stuff to it, new settings, new tricks. Okay. You get to use the app. It takes pictures, blah, blah, blah. 
I don't, but you're yeah, selling it, right? You're going to put it up on eBay or something? I don't know. We plugged her in. See, I, I oh, like she, it. Uh, she batted her pretty little eyes at you, and then you felt bad about giving her <laughs> well, up. Well, I had unplugged her. So oh. <laughs> it was either get her up off the floor or use her. Yeah, there you go. You know, so I brought out half of her birth pod, as they call it, and it just made me sad. So I plugged her in. So anyway, so that's that. that's robot for us, right? I mean... Yeah. That's about all I can handle. But, you know, we're going to be talking about the uh, Amazon hardware launch. Yeah. And they I mean, have kind of a little robot. Yeah. I mean, they got a bunch of stuff. I mean, the I see that they have this Kindle Scribe, so you can, t- you can write on it with a stylus. I don't know that I need a stylus to write while I'm reading a book, but what do you think? No. No, I, I don't need it. But if it's going to bring people more immersed in books... I think it's a good idea, but but I'd sent you a link and, and to, told you about it earlier. Yeah. They have a home robot, Astro. Oh. I, I sent you a link in the chat. That was the Jensen's, the Jetsons dog. <laughs> no. Well, no? it's uh, if you take a look at it, it looks like an old Mealy vacuum cleaner, but <laughs> that's just my opinion. Right. Um, yeah, so they will have that, and they think the robots are going to be useful around the house. There's going to be one in every house. It's called Astro, and it's a two-wheeled robot about the size of a bowling ball with a touchscreen for a face and a little periscope for peering over tabletops. That right away creeps me out altogether. And it's going to wander around your house avoiding obstacles, people, and pets. Now, I know from my IBO that the way that happens is that it tracks and builds an AI map of your house in its memory. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that it's run by Amazon, and remember we talked about that Amazon had bought iRobot. <laughs> yes. Amazon is wanting to get into your house. Yeah. Like Des- they're not already in it anyway. Desperately. So, yeah, what were, you, what were some of the other things that uh Oh, they have the new found- Fire TV Cube. That allows you to control your cable box with your voice, which is kind of sort of what happens now. I mean, Dish Network (laughs) does the same thing with the remote control. Yeah, Um, we kind of have that now. Yeah, I don't know. This could be better, the fifth generation Echo Dot speakers, because frankly, the speakers suck. Well, you know, if you're not next to an Echo speaker, now the, uh, the Echo... Well, the Echo speakers now can be used as Wi-Fi extenders, which is for the AeroMesh Wi-Fi network. Well, yeah, I love the AeroMesh. It works great in my house. Well, but if you have these new speakers, they'll work as Wi-Fi extenders for the AeroMesh. Oh, well, that'd be nice. Okay. You know, Uh, so so there's that. That's a big knock of all of those things. The speakers just don't work well. Well, Um, I got to tell you, we early on, years ago, before the Echo device came out, mm. A friend of mine owns a company called Stella, S-T-E-L-L-E, and they came out with Stella speakers, and they were designed by an international designer, and when the Amazon Echo came out, the original cylinder, I called them up and I said, they copied your design. So we've been using those speakers that are incredible stereo Bluetooth speakers. Uh, I don't know if you can still get them. I'll yeah, that's check. interesting. But they were fantastic, and I see no need to, you know, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're still making them. They're still making them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. So, they, you know, they came out with that. They came out with, what, a pan and tilt mount for their Blink Mini, which is their mini cam. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Ring Spotlight Pro with advanced cam and wireless option. Uh, and that that's the uh, the Astro robot you're talking about. You know, it's funny. If you think back, going back to robots, back in the, was it the 50s maybe, they had made all of those movies with interacting robots with humans. Yep. You know, Lost in Space and... Uh, I saw who that stole their space. wait? Who stole their robot uh, from one of the early sci-fi Forbidden movies? Planet. If you yeah, same yeah. same robot. Yeah, same robot. And I actually saw that robot at a some kind of a convention in uh, Pasadena. Mm-hmm. And I actually got to stand next to the funky. It was a cool looking robot. It was big too. Yeah, it was not the kind of thing you wanted to have in your house for fear that it was going to kill you. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that was that. So that was Amazon. Uh, what is N real? Well, this kind of blew me away altogether. Um, this, these are new sunglasses. They are incredibly cool. By the way, everything working okay on your side with the new software? You, yeah, you, I you hope got you all are hearing us well, and I and we'll got all it. the chat working. And yeah, uh, just so you know, good. we're testing out Riverside FM. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, Enreal. I found this, and I thought, you know. Everybody is coming out with new stuff. These are very cool looking. They're sunglasses. They look like uh, Ray-Ban Wayfarer. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you read up on them? What do you uh, think? Yeah, I did look at them. It's interesting. You know, I've never been a huge... I mean, these have, you know, these are cool looking. For the last few years, they've come out with uh, you know, a number of these glasses. Where, In fact, you had... What were the, what were the ones you owned? You well, had, I had glasses. Google Glass, and Google Glass, yeah. a decade ago, you and I had my view glasses. Right, right. You know, so this is any not anything new except their AR smart glasses, and I'm missing where the smart part is in all of this. You know, something's wrong. Well, if it's you, not, I know you can take videos with this. You can do other, I mean... You know, a lot That's of people not think smart. Creepy. You push a button. <laughs> you know, talk about creepy. A lot of people think they're creepy because you're recording maybe things you shouldn't be recording, and people don't know you're doing that. Mm. So there's that that you got to worry about, and you know, in privacy and everything else that you're looking at. But they're cool looking glasses. I got to say. Yeah, they're they're interesting. I looked uh, over on Amazon. They're the number one new release in cell phone virtual reality headsets. Right. They cost three seventy nine. For anybody else who cares, it's spelled N-R-E-A-L, Air, A-R glasses. Uh, Maybe we'll have somebody on the show with us and and we'll talk about it because they claim there's a cinema-grade visual experience that you put these puppies on and you're streaming a 130-inch full HD display Hmm. in AR casting mode. Okay, I haven't tested these. Haven't got it. I'm tempted. Sounds great. Yeah. Now, if you do, with... if you do gaming, though, that's where I think it really shines because yeah, be. y- you know so much. Uh, I don't know, watching TikTok in them. I guess um, it turns your iPhone, Steam Deck, Nintendo Switch into a 130 degree massive display. That's pretty cool. Uh, and the true augmented reality. 
explore a new way to browse the web with a spatial browser. Now, I know, you know, if we had an AR expert here, I'm just, but it's cheap enough. We're yeah, going to talk in the, We're going to talk in a minute about the Apple glasses. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you the Apple glasses are going to be and these are good looking. These are seriously good looking. Right. You agree? Oh yeah, they're nice looking. So, you know, I don't know. They're the Enreal A Air AR smart glasses. I don't know. Let's see. So what did Tim Cook, though, have to say well, about actually, AR? it's funny. I wanted to mention this, and I forgot to tell you I wanted to talk about this briefly because you're talking Tim Cook and Apple. And I had a nightmare situation with Apple yesterday. I, You know, I have this iPhone trade-in program where you take your old iPhone, you send it in, they send you the new one. And I had there's a little uh, covering to the camera on the back of the iPhone, and I had cracked it. I did it. It was nothing big deal. It wasn't the camera itself. And I knew they would charge me to fix it. So I got a link from them saying, okay, you need to send us $29 under your Apple Care policy. We will fix your phone and you're done and we'll take it back from you. But if you don't do it, we're going to send it back and we're going to start charging you for two phones. Oh, jeez. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay, so I click the link. It doesn't work. <laughs> the link, nothing. The page comes up, can't be found, right? So I go, okay, I guess I'll just try calling Apple. This is not a joke. Four hours later, at no. least eight people in no. different departments. Nobody could find out what to do. Nobody understood what I was saying. Got some nice people in there that were trying to be helpful. <laughs> got transferred, got disconnected. Wait a minute. Did anybody say, this isn't the experience we want you to have? You think? Well, they were very nice. I mean, like, I had a couple of people They're super that were, nice. They have I'm stuff in the air there. You, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, they finally theoretically found me someone who said, we're going to just waive your fee, and we'll take it off, and we'll send you an email to confirm, right? So yeah. far, this is 24 hours, no email, and I can't figure out whether it's been fixed or not. That was my Apple quality care thing. So um, I'm Tim Cook. So wait, let's just browse back here for a minute. I'm going yeah. to open up a Twitter window on my computer, okay. and it will be time for you to finally use Twitter and I'm going to give you the name of the account you tweet to. Yep. And you just, uh, it's called A-P-P-L-E what? Apple, Apple, Apple. Okay, regular uh-huh. Apple. Let me see if there's anything there on Twitter. And you're just at, on your oh, search. Oh, it's at Apple Support. So Apple Support? Yes. Right, Apple Support. I will try that support. after the show. Try that. Well, I wouldn't do it on a weekend. I mean, because you're going to get the weekend crew. You want the never. I don't believe in really doing customer service over a weekend because you are getting the weekend crew. You go in Monday through Friday. You know, it says they're available to answer questions from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific. Mm -hmm. Doesn't say seven days a week, but. Okay. You I mean, go and do I... a Twitter thread, which means when you run out of space, you click the little uh, comment thing, and it'll attach a second tweet okay. to your first tweet, and you just keep going and yeah. tell them your story. Yeah, I may have to do that. We'll see what happens with it, because if not, they'll be charging me for a second iPhone that I've already returned to them. And use the hashtag, hashtag C-U-S-T. Custom. S-E-R-V. Yeah, customer service. 
No. Okay. Cust. Thank you. I will try that. Serve. If anybody else has that C-U-S-T- problem, we'd love to hear. Because that way, other people in the Cust Serve community may pick it up and start retweeting it for you. Right. Okay, well, that's good to know, so we'll, we'll give that a try. So anyway, uh, Tim Cook and our augmented reality, which you and I have both agreed in the past that makes us nauseous and dizzy to use this kind of stuff. What do you now, think that's about virtual reality. Said? Makes me nervous. It makes me nauseous. Yeah. Difference between virtual reality and augmented reality is that with augmented reality, it's augmenting what you're already seeing. Mm-hmm. Virtual reality takes it away. It's like when you're watching yourself going on a roller coaster with the glasses on. That's virtual reality. So augmented reality is great in that I really, really think it, for example, I've tried on clothing with augmented reality, Mm -hmm. and that was great. You click on it. They have a picture of you. They switch the clothes. I mean, it kind of works. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. For retail, I think it has a lot of possibilities. But, you know, what did Tim Cook say about this? Well, you know, he's, he's saying it's part of the future. I mean, it, it, I think it's his opinion that this will be, you know, what he calls a profound future for AR, Apple glasses. Now, let's guess, as you said earlier, instead of being $300, they're probably two grand. To get the Apple glasses. Because, well, it you know, says um, an expected price range target is two thousand to twenty five hundred. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. And I don't know. You know, uh, we'll see. It's like anything else. You know, I, I wonder, and I don't know. Maybe you know whether Samsung releases their sales figures on their uh, flip phone or not flip phone. What do they call those? The flip. Their, uh, the flip you know, phone. Fold phone. Foldable phone. Yeah. I wonder how many they've well, actually Well, the Galaxy sold. Flip is the one that's kind of like the old phone or Captain Kirk's communicator. Right. And I love that phone. I think it's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. He says it's coming. I don't know how many people are going to spend $2,500. Oh, no. For... That's out, Mark. That's in its second generation already. Which one? The the uh, Samsung phone. Oh, the Samsung. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm now back to the, uh, to the okay. glasses. I mean, yeah, well, spend... they say that maybe we'll be able to see it when we go to CES. Yeah, well, that would be interesting. I mean, that would be interesting to see, although it says here that they may come out next year or they may come out in 24. So we'll okay. see. And, and oh, and co- of course it says around CES because you, if I remember, Apple never has a display. No, they don't. They don't, no, no, they don't show up at CES. Much too good for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and actually, last the last two years, a lot of people didn't show up. You know, they virtually had all the all the big companies. And everybody's think, backed up, but I think everybody's going to be coming this year, so it's it ought to be interesting. Well, hopefully so. You know, we'll see how it goes there. Um, okay, so flying taxis. Well, you've this have always been story. whining that you didn't have a flying car, so boom, run with this one. Yeah. Well, let's see. Apparently, the, uh, they have had the first test flight. American Airlines has two hundred and fifty of these, what they call their VX four flying taxi. Short-distance aircraft capable of carrying four passengers up to 100 miles an hour. It kind of uh, looks o- like a tiny... Up to 100 miles, rather. It kind of looks like a tiny Harrier to me. Yeah, you know, it does. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a war plane. It, it definitely does. Um, well, I mean, because it has three propellers. It does, yeah. So I know a Harrier has four, I believe, but anyway. No, it's, it look- it's, a, it's an interesting-looking device. Apparently, the uh, it can go 200 miles an hour, which is pretty fast. 
Very, um, yeah. It uh, lasts, the flight lasts about 10 minutes. It was conducted inside of a hangar. Uh, they apparently have... You know, <laughs> That's the one big freaking hangar. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be. You're, you're 100% correct. Uh, longer flights at higher altitudes are scheduled before the release. Um, now, you may you want to go in on one with me, Marsha? No, um, no, because the whole story about this is that American Airlines made a $25 million investment in vertical aerospace. Right. This is going to be the thing that they want to use to shuttle passengers to and from airports by 2025. Right. And United Airlines made a similar investment of only $10 million pre-delivery uh, with Archer Aviation for 100 electric frying taxis. Now, yeah, I'm trying to if, figure out, does it say what they cost? Because I'm they, well, you, this is you want to buy one. <laughs> I mean, if they pay ten million, that pre-delivery is probably not the full payment. Well, no, the this is an investment in the company, right? Because they haven't finished it. It was a prototype that they tested. But if I can hop over to Van Nuys Airport, get into one of these things, and land at LAX, yeah, uh, I'm in. I'm in. I, I mean, agree. I don't know how much it costs, but. I'm still in. I want to do this. Yeah. I think these are a long ways off, especially since they only ordered, what, how many did they order? Uh, let's see, 25. Uh, they purchased, agreed well, it, to purchase 250 of these. Yeah. And, so, uh, you know, but LAX, I'm sure. And United had 100. Right. And they say to and from airports by 2025. So that's not that. I I could maybe really not cool. be dead. <laughs> Yeah, no, <laughs> let's hope not, God. Well, you know, you not dead Good yet. Good co-hosts are so hard for me to find, you know. Not dead me. yet, right? Um, so, yeah, so that's coming up. I mean, that that's kind of cool. We Again, that's a Jetson story from the old days where, you know, we had flying cars and so flying taxis, I guess. That's I think cool. it's a great idea. But yeah, this next cool. story we have coming up is all you, because I didn't believe in it in the first place. I, I, I. All you and your movie pass go. Well, I mean the the story with movie pass, and and I don't remember quite everything about movie pass. Frankly, it was I don't remember how much it cost. I wanted, originally I think it was like twenty bucks a month, and it was unlimited movies, so you could go to see as many movies as you wanted during the month, and you paid if I remember like twenty bucks. And I kept saying, you and I talked about this when it was on the air, and I kept saying. How, that doesn't work. That that model doesn't work. How is this company going to stay in business? Well, it was actually forty to fifty dollars oh, a month. Was that what it could, was? Okay. Yeah, and you could go see all the movies you wanted in twenty nineteen, supposedly yeah. during the summer box office season. Well, apparently, former top movie pass brass were sued for fraud by the SEC. <laughs> it says former top executives and its parent company Helos and Matheson. Uh, the com- uh, complaint filed this week in the New York District Court centers on Ted Farnsworth and Mitch Lowe, who intentionally and repeatedly disseminated to the public material false or misleading statements concerning, <laughs> mo- concerning movie passes. Um, oh, well, no, I mean, said, one of the things that they said to people was that they could use it all they wanted. And right. they devised tactics to prevent movie passes heavy users from using the service. Yeah, right, exactly. Because originally, by the way, they did I thought it was cheaper than that. Originally, apparently, they said they could do it for nine ninety five a month. Oh, p- p- yeah. p- 
<laughs> so you, for 10 bucks a month, you could see all the movies you wanted to see. Uh-huh. Well, that didn't work. Now, there's a new one out. I don't know if it's if it has actually started yet. Have you seen that? Because No, because they, I don't believe in these things. I look well, at the right. business model of a company first before yeah. I do anything. Yeah, well, and exactly. if the if the company is BS, then I'm not even looking. Yeah, it's it's really kind of interesting. So uh, so that was a uh, a kind of a crazy story, and we'll see if the new. I doubt the new one will work any better than the old one did. But and I don't think they're the same people. I'm not sure if I mean <laughs> they may not be these people. Yeah, these guys are going to be in jail. So uh, but yeah, <laughs> interesting. Well, all right. So it is now our time of the show where we search the universe, the planets, and the seven seas, and also Best Buy for the buy of the week. Now, I have to tell you, Marsha has actually learned how to do the drums. Yep. Uh, so well, actually, that was your it's first Kurt. time. It's Kurt. Kurt did oh, the oh, drums. Kurt, oh, Kurt. Oh, thank you, Kurt. Kurt did, oh, well, that makes more sense then because yeah. he's kind of an old music guy, right? Um, so um, we have been talking about for a while how inexpensive TVs have gotten. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can still go out and you can still spend a lot of money to buy an expensive TV. Um, but this one is uh, the Fire TV by Amazon. It's a 75-inch TV, which is, that's a really good-sized television. And um, they are, you know, these TVs, we originally have talked about the these TVs have sold for in the vicinity of five, six, seven thousand dollars uh, when they originally came out. And you know, for the last few years, a good-sized TV has actually been kind of nice. You can actually find one for a lot less. Well, Best Buy's got this seventy-five-inch TV, and it's an Amazon Fire TV, um, and it is now selling for around. It was originally around eleven hundred dollars, and now it's selling for seven hundred and nineteen dollars. And that's for a 75-inch TV. I mean, it's crazy. That's huge, yeah. You know, and it's a big-sized TV. And it comes with all the bells and whistles, hands-free with Alexa, because, you know, everything we do has to have Alexa attached to it. Because otherwise, how would Amazon be able to find us everywhere we go? Well, you see, that's the thing. I, we've kind of made a decision. Our next TV is going to be a Vizio again. We like the Vizio TVs and the whole thing. And to be honest with you, we're cutting back on Amazon products. Right. We're sticking with Prime. Uh, I have Amazon Music. We've unplugged the Echo device. Mm -hmm. We're seeing if that affects our lives terribly. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. But it's been a month, and, and only once have I missed it, and I just told my phone to go to the app and and play our show yeah on repeat over and over no <laughs> no yeah. 24/7 yeah i i don't miss it yeah so. i hear you well if you're looking for a nice deal it's four it's four times the pixel so it's a 4k 2160 tv That's 75 great. inches led monitor uh, it's gotten extremely good reviews. Yep. I mean, they're, uh, most of the reviews are better than four out of five. Mm-hmm. So, again, you can get it at Best Buy. It is the Amazon 75 Class Omni Series 4K UHD Smart Fire TV, hands-free. Uh, normally sells for $1,099 on sale at Best Buy for $719.99. With free and delivery. That, and free so. delivery. Yeah, <laughs> that is the buy of the week. I, so, that's a good one. That's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so let's see. Okay, next so. I have to. Well, you know, I I'm very green. I love the environment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
but I don't think we need to clean up the environment to the to hurt people. That right. you know that it's going to hurt people. And there was a Stanford study. <coughs> excuse me. And it was about charging electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we've had a little problem with electricity during the heat here yeah, in bit. the summer. And it's been, they sent out a warning over the phones to people in L.A. telling people, uh, please don't charge your cars. Please turn down everything in your house. And, uh, you know, cut your electrical use. Right. So... People couldn't charge at home. Now, Stanford, which very reliable, right? New Stanford study. Mm-hmm. Um, they published a paper in March saying that the charging demand during the day is just too much. It stresses right. the entire Western state's electric grid. Um, and supposedly by 2034. It's not going to be able to handle it. I mean, this it's a Stanford study. This is not a bunch of schmucks doing, you know. This is Stanford. Yep. And that assumes the continued dominance of residential nighttime charging. So realize this. When you charge your car at home, plugging it into a regular 110 outlet or 120 outlet isn't going to get you very far, even if you plug it in all night. And it's going to use a lot of electricity. So you have the pleasure or the expense of installing a 240, mm-hmm. which is going to be slightly faster. Right. Or you can install a battery, okay, a solar battery that stores the electricity. Now, that all costs a lot of money. People don't realize you got the price of the car, you got the price of using electricity, and now the installation at your house. So... They say, we encourage policymakers to consider utility rates that encourage day charging and incentivize investment in charging infrastructure to shift drivers from home to work for charging. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, have you ever lived in an apartment building? A million years ago. Can you imagine an electric charger at every parking space? No. No. As an owner of a building, if you owned a building, yeah, I'm paying for that. (laughs) Right, Right, exactly. That ain't going to happen. I mean, period. What an outrageous expense that would be. Can you imagine if you had like 50 units in a building and you had to put up a charger for each one? That's outrageous. But anyway, so they say when penetration hits 30 to 40 percent of cars on the road, the grid will experience significant stress without Mm -hmm. major investments and changes in charging habits. So bottom line. They're saying employers <laughs> are yeah. going to have to supply them, which is insanity. You know, unless it's it's a big company or something. Um, are you going to tell the deli at the corner to be, yeah, you, you can pay for a bunch of those charging things. Right. Or that they put in more where people pay to charge by the minute. Right. And that is not cheap. No, no. It's yeah. Stanford University study. There you go. It uh, was studied in the Stanford Durr, D-O-E-R-R, School of Sustainability. And uh, they said, we're heading down a tough path here. It just, we just have to make the changes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's very clear 
to you, Marsha, we've talked about this, that we iPhone message users don't want you Android people. We, we don't want you having the same cool stuff that we have. Uh, so apparently Google is reportedly testing message reaction to the SMS from iPhone users. Well, but you see, the thing is, we already have that on our phones for us. Right. So we're not jealous of anything. We would just like to be like the article that I've read or, you know, when that guy spoke to Tim Cook and said, mm-hmm. I just want to send a video of the baby to my mother. <laughs> That's all I want to do. She uses Android. Yeah, he exactly. says, have her buy an iPhone, which is just bull. Yeah. Because if grandma is comfortable with her Android, she should be allowed to have her Android. Okay, you go ahead with this. Well, okay, so Google recently launched a campaign last month titled Hashtag Get the Message. It's aimed to convince Apple to support um, RCS messages, which is rich communication services. According to the report, Google's efforts to improve messages between Android and iPhone users are apparently being tested on the app. Uh, someone on Reddit, uh, there's always somebody on Reddit to find somebody. Something I love spotted, Reddit. I love Reddit. Yeah, Reddit's right. Uh, has spotted the Google Messenger app and the ability to react to messages sent from iPhones. So when an Android user reacts to an SMS message from an iPhone user, they'll see a message showing in an emoji which used to react to a message. So according to the report uh, by Android Police, Google pulled an Apple. If you recall, Apple uh, iOS users can react to SMS messages, which will send an SMS message back to the recipient. Uh, and that, in this particular case, is an Android phone that includes a message that specifies which reactions were used along with the quoted message text uh, and perceived by many as annoying. So I, I don't know where this is going to go, but, you know, Android is trying to get more interaction between Apple phones and Android phones. Well, the thing is, you know, and, and that's an Android technology that's seeing it on the iPhones. Right, right. It would just be nice to work together. I, I, that's all I can say. All I can tell you is that <laughs> Make in the it old easier. days when I was on KBC, because I was on radio, I had to be a member of AFTRA, which is the American Federation of Radio and Television Artists, right? So I joined... Oh, well, don't they give out an iPhone with every membership? No. Unless they do now, not that I'm aware of. I'm joking. And so you know, so I joined AFTRA, and then maybe go back 10, 12 years, AFTRA and Screen Actors Guild decided to merge. And Screen Actors Guild was a bunch of hoo-ha famous people who didn't want these lowly radio people. So they wanted to keep the two separate. So it's kind of the same analogy here. Finally, they did. And now I'm a member of Screen Actors Guild because I was grandfathered in from AFTRA. But same idea. iPhone, we don't want you iPhone, you Android people infringing on our cool stuff on iPhone. Well, I'll tell you, there's enough jobs in L.A. for voice that uh, no need to join that union. Lots of non-union work. Lots Uh, of non-union work. So, okay, uh, secondly, just a real quick story. Stadia, Stadia, I guess that's how it's pronounced, which was a gaming site that uh, Google had set up. Well, they're shutting down. You know, there's so many gaming sites and so many things going on in the uh, gaming world that apparently Google is going to shut down the streaming service at launch in November of 2019. Uh, but apparently just most users didn't want to be a part of it. They didn't find it all that fascinating. We've got you know, iPhone and, uh, not iPhone, uh, um, Xbox and PlayStation, and that's the main areas for gaming and uh, also Steam, which is a big one. 
but uh, apparently it's kind of embarrassing to Google's because they were trying to get into gaming and it just didn't work out for them. So they'll use it for other business projects apparently, but um, in most cases you won't be. Let's see, users who bought Stadia hardware won't need to return them to receive a refund. So they will get a refund on their hardware. Absolutely. But what are they going to do with it? You know, you don't have to return. Well, they're it the same thing. Uh, games as well. They're going to, but you get the money back. So you know. Yeah, exactly. uh, I can tell you that there will be a whole lot of, if Stadia is a piece of hardware, you're going to see a ton of them on eBay for parts because nerds love building their own shit from parts. And yep. yeah. and there's a lot of stuff sold on eBay for parts and yeah. people are building things. Problem is Google, um, kind of like, a little like Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. They try things, run it for a few years, doesn't work out. Let's move on to the next thing, which, from a corporate point of view, actually makes a lot of sense yeah, to me. Sure. Means a stronger company than a company that holds on to stupid technology that doesn't really work or nobody uses or whatever. So, you know, they're doing the right thing. They're obviously, they weren't obviously first in the streaming service world. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Okay. Hey, by the way, if you're in L.A., uh, I don't know if you're a James Bond fan, Marcia. But the Peterson Museum has a James Bond exhibit going on right now with cars and planes and all kinds of cool stuff from James Bond movies. Have you been to the Peterson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very cool uh, auto museum. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And a new law is coming in January 1st in L.A. where you can't be cited for jaywalking. Jaywalking will be really? legal in all of Los Angeles, just just a public service announcement here for all of our wow. listeners who are in L.A. So you're saying I can jaywalk now? You can jay... No, January 1st. January 1st, okay. Because I, from time to time, do that, you know, uh, when you don't want to wait for the light or whatever. <laughs> uh, interesting. All right. Uh, so let's, Netflix top some... 10. Netflix top 10 in yeah. the United States. What have you seen on here? I will not see Dahmer. I have read all the stories by the yeah. families, by... All the people, people who've written books on Dahmer, first they say it's mostly fantasy. It isn't accurate. It's just ridiculous. Um, and I think it's gross, and I'm not going to watch it. So, right. and only well, you mean eating people is is not yeah, right. is gross to you. But number eight, Love Is Blind, is the highest rated season two, is the highest rated show in the top ten, and Devil in Ohio. Limited series that. is number ten with four yeah, hat check marks, but the rest in, uh, in they may be in the top ten, and that's probably because people are, you know, testing them out. But the interesting thing is El Rey, Vincente Fernandez, which mm-hmm. I have no idea what it is. Um, that's number three in the U.S. And in the TV non-English, it's number one. So <laughs> that must be one hell of a series. It's in season one, El Rey Vincente Fernandez. Um, I guess they've dubbed it in with English because in the non-English category, still my favorite show is the highest rated, and that's at number four. Extraordinary Attorney Wu Season 1, which, sad story, because it's a Korean drama, mm-hmm. uh, they have laws in Korea and the whole thing. 
And the guy, this handsome guy who's the lead actor, he got drafted. Oh, gosh. So he can't film for a year. So season two of Extraordinary Attorney Wu will not come out till 2024, which depresses me no end. So I'm taking my time watching it. But it's interesting to check, and you can check it on the top 10 Netflix site. Okay. Um, the In the United States, you can break it down by country, you can, you know, or worldwide. It's a lot of interesting information, I think. Uh, the big movie that came out this week is Blonde, which has got some of the most vile reviews I think I've ever seen <laughs> about Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. It's just it's being destroyed, literally ripped and destroyed. So I think I'm going to pass on that one. Um, and then there's another new one called The Beer Run with uh, Zach uh, Efron. That's a true story of a guy whose friends went off to Vietnam. Haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to try to watch it And there's it the music. Oh, that's us. Right, so okay, hey, listen, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll be back with you next weekend. So be safe, be happy, and we'll see you soon. And this is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen on WS Radio. We love to have you here. Tell your friends like You've been bike. listening to Computer Bye-bye. and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.